Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and welcome to Popcorn where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And my guest today, Ricky Martin, you all know him, you know, because he's like the Latin explosion, he's done all this, but he's here today because we're going to talk about his performance uh, in American Crime Story, The Assassination of Johnny Versace, because it's not surprising, I've seen Ricky act before, but this performance is really something special. It's creating a lot of Emmy buzz, and I'm sure there's no pressure on you over oh all that. Is <laughs> You're seeing this in my it's heart. Is faster and faster. Yeah, no pressure <laughs> whatsoever to do it. But mm. it had to be something entirely different for you than anything yeah. you've ever done before, isn't it? Well, you know, Peter, the first time I had the opportunity to do a television series, I was 15 years old. It was in Argentina, and uh, it was fascinating. I spent one year living in Buenos Aires, uh, shooting this, this, what was a type of glee kind of production, oh, wow. uh, where, uh, where it was musical and also acting. And then I moved to Mexico City, where I had the opportunity to also do more theater, and then obviously television shows, television series. Mm -hmm. And then I came to America and I did I did a daytime television, which General was, Hospital. Yes, of course. I yeah. can. I, I have yeah. to mention it was th uh, three years of of great training. I would say uh, great training for auditions, great training, and I and I love daytime television. But but yes, uh, when you receive a phone call from Ryan Murphy, um, it's it's definitely something special because because we all know what what he's done and 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 everything that he's done. It's it's special. It's it's a force. Uh, it it, it changes some way somehow um, points of views in, in society so mm -hmm. it was I was very flattered uh, but music will always be there I must mention this music will always be there I love I love um, I love the stage I love the immediate reaction of the audience but um, the story the assassination of Gianni Versace for sure is it's an incredibly important story to tell if we only see the injustice around this crime uh, and obviously inspired me to be part of this cast for sure. Well talk a little about Antonio Domingo who you mm. play you yeah. know because for people who haven't seen it and mm. if you haven't get busy you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we live yeah. in a world where we can see anything anytime yeah. we want yeah, yeah, so yeah. they, they need to do it. You can binge, you can just do all Which of this. Which is great. Yeah. So Antonio D'Amico was Gianni Versace's lover for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Obviously in the 90s, um, marriage, same-sex marriage was not an option. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Antonio D'Amico was the person that found the body after Gianni Versace was assassinated. Um, I, I, I had the opportunity to talk to Antonio D'Amico. Oh, you did? I was, he was very generous and I told him, Antonio, I'm going to ask you some really intense questions. I, please bear with me. All I want is to shed some light into your relationship with, with Johnny. Because uh, he always stood in the back. He was, he was the one that was in the shadows. He, he was not looking for stardom in any way, shape or form. He was, he was that person that was always protecting Jenny. Uh, and, uh, and yes, he was very generous. It was very uncomfortable for him to relive everything. Just share, I just said, just share your emotions. What did you feel when this happened? Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, uh, he even thought of, of suicide after, after Jenny was murdered. So for me as an actor, um, 
was heavy, was intense, was extremely emotional. I lived as Antonio for, I would say, uh, uh, nine months of shooting, but especially the first scene that I shot. Which was what? Which was the what? first scene that I shot was fi finding his body. Oh, great. Thank you, Brian <laughs> that was, Murphy. That was a good Why way to start. Why not be tossed right in? But I right. wanted it so bad. Peter, I wanted it so bad. I'm, uh, I, let's get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. Because once you, you work on this, you, it sets the atmosphere for the rest of the story. And it was, I think it was, it was brilliant for me to, to start with this. And then after that scene, the, the, the investigation comes, where unfortunately, the F FBI puts me in the spot and almost blaming me for, for the assassination. They're, they're doing their job and they're asking, and who are you? And why, why this, why that? And, I'm, and I, can't, I, can't, you know, I couldn't believe they're, they're, they think it's me that did it. And he went through the, exactly the same thing. At this point, completely covered in blood because they wouldn't let me go take a shower. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Antonio, me. Mm -hmm. uh, so f from letting the body go to, to the hospital to sit down in this room and let's talk about, let's talk about what happened. And for that, I will always be very thankful to Ryan because I just stayed in the, in the moment. Because Ryan is aware of every degree of homophobia that exists. Yes. I mean, we're better today but mm. in those days it was really really tough and what the FBI was doing yeah not only blaming you but they were what we were seeing was mm. this is a, a gay crime yeah. and so we don't really give a damn you know? yeah it's a gay man killing gay men gay man, yeah so look the other way yeah They're, let them do whatever they have to so it's it that's why for me it was so important to tell this story because you know you know history tends to repeat itself and, and, and for us to be able to talk bluntly about this reality, uh, it's, it's, it, it's about healing. It's about healing society. Johnny would have been here with us mm -hmm. if, if, if the FBI at the moment would have put a little bit of attention on the fact that the, the, a man that is part of the FBI list of you know, most wanted crim mm -hmm. criminals who is on a killing spree, who is living in Miami Beach. Miami Beach is a very small town who's living in Miami Beach and he's not hiding. Mm -hmm. It's not that he was wearing a wig or he changed, uh, he did surgery. Not at all. He was walking down the street with his gun in his backpack yeah. like nothing happened for many months. It, 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 it angers me. <laughs> well, it should. It should, it should anger, it should anger everyone. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's should it's really so do that. But what we're also seeing is that it's the business. It's the Versace business. His sister Donatella, mm -hmm. who Penelope Cruz plays. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But they're saying it's a business. Therefore, we don't want this relationship between these two men to be public. Yes. It's going to hurt the business. Yes. You went through. I went through that. Something very similar. Very similar. As a gay man, <clears throat> you yeah. know, openly gay man today, I, I could say that I, shooting this series, I, I had the opportunity to be on both sides uh, of the spectrum when I was a closeted man mm -hmm. uh, and me hiding my boyfriends because people around me and people that I loved telling me, Rick, you cannot say you're a gay man because that will be the end of your career. 
So, you know, bro. Yeah, hey, that didn't happen. Thank you. That didn't happen. <laughs> but anyway, the fears and, and, you know, growing up Catholic and, and, and everything that it comes with it, the baggage that it comes with it, so it, it, it didn't help me at all. And uh, so for me, it was like opening and closing lots of cycles where I, where I had the opportunity to see how I was behaving as a closeted man. And then, obviously, when I came out, on the contrary, everything get, went better. Did that change your work? Because it would seem that you'd be liberated from having to pretend. And oh, my don't God, have Peter, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I always say this, I wish I could come out again. Because it felt amazing, you know, that moment when I, when I actually wrote the letter and I posted it on Twitter and I pressed send. The freedom, the, the feeling of, of liberation was so powerful. That's what I mean by, by saying like, oh man, I wish I could come out again. Because <laughs> it, it, it just felt amazing. And then, and then after that, people coming to me and saying, thank you so much for, for coming out because of you. I under Actually, because then I wrote a book. So, so many people came to me and they told me, Rick, because of you, I, get, I understand your fa my father better. Mm -hmm. Because of you, I understand my sister better. She's lesbian. It's a, so it's been, uh, it's been very, very, um, once again, I want to use this word, but it's an important thing to do. And, and for those out there that are struggling with their identity, everything is going to be fine. Just be yourself, love yourself. Um, you know, someone like Gianni Versace, he had the opportunity to come out and, and, and present Antonio as his, as his life partner. And nothing happened to his career. Mm -hmm. it, it, on the contrary, it went better. But the family you know. thought that it would. Yeah, they're just victims of, of homophobia. And what? You know, there are many moments in this series where I remember you, I'm seeing it, but especially mm -hmm. in the last episode. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sense of this forgotten man. Yeah. You know, uh, Johnny's gone. Yeah. So who are you? You're basically somebody that we don't need around anymore. Yeah. Were you a friend? What, what, what were you? Yeah. What yeah. were you? Yeah. Because after that horrible police interrogation, mm -hmm. um, Donatella's there. Yes. And why were you talking about my brother? And I'm like, because I was being investigated. <laughs> but there was no one to, you could see him sort of wanting to reach out to somebody. Can I have that's a hug? A yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've been investigated for the last eight <clears throat> hours. I am still covered in blood with the, the blood of the love of my life. And I haven't been able to hug anyone. And nothing from her. And absolutely nothing. And Penelope, and my is Penelope, such is amazing. Pe Penelope is brilliant. Yeah. Penelope was she brilliant. Was hard, she wasn't giving you anything. And everything <laughs> that she does, I believe that she's 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 brilliant. Uh, but when when we started shooting the the, the scene, Penelope, not Donatella, Penelope, mm -hmm. Penelope, tell me. Rick, I want to run to you and give you a hug, but I can't. You're making it difficult for me. <laughs> Please do something like step on my foot or something I want to be angry at you and, and you're not you're not helping me here but when we were done with the scene in the series you know for someone like her to say congratulations meant the world to me mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I will always be very thankful well now the world's saying that to you too and from you <laughs> from hearing you talk about this I've got to believe that you want to do more of this I, I love acting. It's incredible because the beginning of my career um, obviously was, was musical because I was part of a boy band. But if you see the, the, the steps that, that the boy band 
took uh, uh, was a very theatrical approach. Uh, it was it was a, it was a script mm -hmm. that w that I was following constantly. They told me what to do, what to say, where to stand, what not to say. So it was scripted. Really disciplined. Yeah, it was very military. So it was very disciplined. So and then after that, obviously, acting comes to my life at the age of fifteen and. And uh, so, and, and then years went by, and I and I auditioned in uh, here in NYU, Tisch School of the Arts, and I was accepted. But then it was my choice of to go to school or go to Mexico and do theater. I wanted to do theater. I wanted to work. Uh, I can always go back to Tisch one of these <laughs> days, you know. I, and I still believe in that. Uh, but but the the opportunities that were given to me as an actor were were amazing. Then obviously music comes back with full force and, and the opportunity to, to break boundaries and talk about different cultures through my music was something that I was very seduced by and, and, and then the rest is history. You're, you're married now? Yes, right? yes, yes. And how old are those boys? They're twins. They're 10 years old. Ten, oh boy. So <laughs> and I'm so proud. There's another challenge. <laughs> It is, you know, to be honest, I, I know the parents go like, oh, my kids are 10 going on 15. And I'm mm -hmm. like, my kids are 10 going on 10. 10. <laughs> and I'm so proud of that. They, they, they live their, their, I make sure they stay kids. And uh, even though they, they travel with me everywhere and we go around the world and they are so exposed exposed to so many things, uh, they, they are still kids. And for me, Well, I'm sure important. they haven't seen Versace. You know, they have seen they have seen scenes, scenes. And, and I just make sure that I tell them this is acting. I'm telling a story of something that happened many years ago, something that really bad that happened many years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them is more uh, open to seeing it. The other one sees me covered in blood and he just goes somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, and you, of course, you cannot push it. But you see daddy's working and this is part of a very important story that needs to be told and maybe in the future you will understand why and and it's 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 beautiful how do they de because they're with you mm -hmm. how do they deal with your fame with the fact that everybody around the world knows who you are <laughs> they know who everyone knows who their daddy is it's funny because for uh, maybe two years uh, they would only see my concert from backstage I would have them I would sit them next to the the sound engineer uh, and and they would just they would only have one perspective which was the side mm -hmm. the side stage and then when I thought it you know they were big enough I brought them in front and then they realized that I was like you are Ricky Martin <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like no I'm your father I'm daddy and I go no 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 you're Ricky Martin <laughs> I guess you know they were very stimulated by the lights and the sound mm -hmm. and they could really feel the energy you're of the Ricky crowd. Martin I want a bigger allowance uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not there yet. <laughs> but you use your celebrity, fame, whatever you want to call it, to help do this. You do that. Penelope does it. You know, it's benefits. It's going out there and helping other people. Well, music. Back. Yeah, music acting is an amazing platform. Use it. Take advantage of it. If if if, if I'm here talking to your audience, why why not talk about things that really matter? Um, and with facts, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I have a foundation that fights human trafficking. Many years ago, I went to India because I was invited with, you know, by one of my colleagues who was actually building a, a, an orphanage in Calcutta. And he goes, Rick, come, check this out. 
I am building an orphanage. And at that time, I was looking for any excuse to go to India. So I get on the plane, I land, and from the airport, he took me to the slums. And he goes, let's go out and rescue girls. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem, whatever that means, really. And, uh, and when we get to the slums, she goes, you see those three girls in that corner? They might be forced into prostitution any minute now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? One of them is probably four years old and the other one is maybe eight and the other one, the oldest one might be 11. What do you mean they're being forced into prostitution? To make a long story short, I came back home and I started educating myself on this issue and I'm like, well, it has a name. It's called human trafficking and it happens any, everywhere around the world. And it happens here in America. It happens in New York. That's it happens in Arizona. It happens in Japan. It happens in very wealthy countries, not only in poor countries. And I, and I just, and I've been fighting human trafficking ever since. And I don't want to change the world. But if I can change one person, one victim, mm -hmm. I'm happy. And right now in Puerto Rico, we build a very beautiful holistic center where we have 136 children that could be forced into trafficking. And, and, uh, and it's been a very beautiful journey, painful at times. I'm sure it, it is, but it's, it has to be satisfying to do that. Because it, is, it, is. it all starts with you, with <laughs> music. This show always ends in a little bit of song. Now you're a huge international singer. Mm. But Rather than me saying to you, because anybody can go on YouTube and, and watch La Vida Loca till it comes out of their ears mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and enjoy it and do it. But I'm wondering if there's a song that you learned when you were a child in Puerto Rico that made you, you know, it's like a first musical memory that oh you sang. Maybe your parents sang it or you just heard it on the radio. Something like that. I'm going to be really honest. There is one song that I've been trying to remember for many, many years, and it was the lullaby that my grandmother, who was a very important figure in my life, and you look at me, I get emotional about this. It was, a, it was her lullaby, and, she's, and I've never been able to, I've, I don't remember it. Obviously, she's, she's not with us anymore. And, and I write about this in my book, and I really want to remember, and I, and I go, in a dream, please come to me in a dream. I really need to, I remember her tone of voice. And that is the one that I really want to remember. And I don't, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I know that before I Maybe die, Maybe one that day song, it will come. It will come. But what is one that you do remember when you were growing up, when you were just a kid, musically? I'm trying to remember. I know where and you're now, coming from. I don't remember anything right now. You I wish I could. any song ever had uh, to you in your uh, life. I'm trying. I'm it's trying, just not trying. there. Look at that. There's, there's mm. nothing. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> Are you trying to make me sing? I am. Just the uh, No, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> no, I wanted no, that no. childhood <laughs> thing. No, no, not now. Not now. But I will. Look at me. You got me sweating. Will you do it in the elevator? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We'll bring a selfie and we'll make it happen. <laughs> okay, well, I hope that, that memory comes back to you. I really hope. But really what, hope. what you're doing now is giving us memories. So thank I thank you for that. It's no, really great talking so to you. Thank you so much. Really thank is. you, Peter. Mm -hmm.